Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Diane Bell is a screenwriter and director. Her first feature, Opsolidia, premiered in dramatic competition at Sundance, where it won two awards and went on to be nominated for two independent spirit awards, including one for Best First Screenplay. Her second film, Bleeding Heart, a drama starring Jessica Biel and Zosia Mamet, premiered at Tribeca and is widely available on Netflix. Her third feature, Of Dust and Bones, is currently in festivals. In addition to writing and directing films, Diane teaches workshops on screenwriting and filmmaking, both in person and online. Her guide to successful indie filmmaking, Shoot from the Heart, is available on Amazon and MWP.com. I understand that Diane is also a fellow Michael Weesey author, Carol? Yes, Claire. Diane has a brilliant book. Um, Michael is so lucky that he joined up with Diane for this because it is a brilliant from the heart moment when you start reading it. So thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me today. Well, we have a lot to cover. Uh, we, I want to start <laughs> and go through your book, Shoot from the Heart, uh, because you really have a passion for filmmakers. It jumps off the page, and it speaks from the heart with encouragement and practical wisdom. So we want to cover some of your ideas perhaps starting with raising the money, choosing a start date, find a line producer, shoot an awesome trailer. Uh, These are all important issues, and you've covered them thoroughly in your book. So let's start with what you say. You say what you're going to learn in this book is a new self-empowered model for making and distributing your movie. You say that step one is develop a singular script And since many filmmakers already have that script, I thought we'd start with step two, which is set a start date. Really? (laughs) Diane, you you haven't raised a penny and you want to set a date? Absolutely. And I know when I've taught workshops and I say, the next thing you're going to do is set a start date and people just freak out. But it's (laughs) absolutely essential if you're going to actually make the film and not just talk about making it for the next five years. Um, getting a film started is really one of the hardest things. You know, you're starting from, from nothing. There's, not, there's no momentum to it. And the hardest thing is getting that momentum going. I sort of have a motto about this, which is fake it till you make it, right? You know? And it's like, make it seem like it's happening. Make it seem like it's real. And then one day it becomes real. But if you are in the headspace of constantly going, well, when we get all the things we need, then we're going to make the movie. And you're going to people saying, oh, when we get the money, when we do this, we're going to make it. It will never happen. When you make a start date and you just say to yourself, right, seven months from now, we are going to start shooting this film. And you put that in your calendar and you start telling people that that's what's happening. 
When you talk to anyone, potential financier, potential crew, potential collaborators, you tell them this is when it's happening, it makes it real. And the fact that you're making it real makes it real, you know? So there's kind of like two reasons for it. I mean, one is a practical reason, and it is that thing that it convinces other people that it's real, so they're more likely to get involved, and that goes for finance as well as creative collaborators. But, you know, there is also a kind of woo-woo reason, and if you're willing to go there, you know, it's that manifestation thing. When you make it, when you set the intention so strongly and so specifically, it is much more likely to happen. And this has happened for me with my films. I mean, it's a miracle. Everyone says it. It's a miracle for any movie to get made. My first movie, I, I, sat, I sat there. It was like September. I had nothing except the script. I didn't know where I was going to get the money. I'd never made a movie before, not even a short. And I just said, I am starting to get, I'm going to start shooting this movie on April 1st next year, you know, and I just put it in my calendar and it just made it real for me, you know, like suddenly I was accountable too, you know, it's like every day, oh my goodness, what do I have to do to hit this goal, you know, and it becomes very concrete and you have to do it. I didn't start shooting on that date, but I did start shooting just a few weeks after it, you know, so I think it's one of the most powerful things you can do. Yeah, it, it really is. is. It and is. I've seen other people do it. I just go, if you just leave it open-ended and you're going to do it one day when everything is aligned, <laughs> you're going to wait a long time, you know? When you, get, when you just get tough with yourself and get real and make it something concrete, you'll make it happen. No, this is all about manifesting. Let's go back to what you said. It, it truly is. It is, is because I teach that to my filmmakers. And the point is that you can't send up to the universal mind and say, yes, I want to make this film. They'll say, okay, when? What's going on here? And in the meantime, people ask you, what do you do? And you say, oh, I work at Avis Car Rental. That's Now you're on the wrong track. You are a filmmaker. And you are making a film, and you must create your vision. Yes. So you have to be specific. There, that's yes, the key. Yes, very you got clear it. about it. Very, very, very clear. clear. And it starts April, with things like I'm dates. shooting. Yes. yes. And, and you just make that. It's non-negotiable. <laughs> you know, in your brain, it's non-negotiable. And sometimes you'll be saying it to somebody, you know, and you're, like, telling them, yeah, we're going to start shooting on April 1st, and no, 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 and you're kind of thinking how are we going to start shooting an April 1st? You know, this little voice will pop into your head, but you don't show it to them, you know? You don't show it to them. You just keep, like, fake it till you make it, you know? And just pretend it's real. I think, like, because I think starting a film is like building a house of cards, you know? And you just, you have to believe. You have to, like, totally believe you can do it or it's not going to happen. Absolutely. Start with your faith and your belief. And first you have to realize that... You wouldn't be here at this time on this planet with all the talents you have unless they were going to fund you, unless it was possible. Because 20, 30 years ago, you couldn't make a film without about 10 times more. The budget would be 10 times more. Absolutely. And it was, uh, it was impossible to break in without a lot Absolutely. of money. So you're here at the right time, and this is exactly what you do. Well, I I really appreciated that. I was happy to see that, but I was yeah. even happier when I read step three is find a line producer. Now, yes. tell me how do you do this with very little money? Because I know you're right, but we're out on that limb again. I feel like we're ready to jump off a cliff here. 
potential. How do we? You do know, that? my thing, my thing in filmmaking is that every step of the way, everyone should be paid. I, you know, I'm not fond of it when people say at festivals, "Oh, my film only cost ten thousand dollars to make," because I just go, "Okay, you didn't pay anyone. Fantastic." You know, like everyone should be paid. So how do you get a line producer to do this if you have very little money? And, and just I, I'm sure everybody listening knows, but a line producer is the person who makes the budget and the schedule for your film and the, then later will implement them and hire everybody and kind of run your production. Um, so how do you get them if you don't have much money? This is one case where I say, you know, I try to get someone on board for deferred payment. So I ask them to come on board for the project to make a budget and schedule for me. They will not get paid for it at that point, but they will put a line in the budget themselves so that when we raise finance, they will get paid for it. Um, and that's how you do it. And I feel like there's some people who will just say flat out, no, I won't work for deferred payment. And that's fine. You know, next, right? There are people out there who will do it. And the people you're looking for anyway, in my opinion, when you're bringing together your tribe to make your movie is the people, you know, who are going to be so passionate about your project and they're going to love it as much as you because that is what is going to make an amazing movie. Your, you know, your currency as an indie filmmaker is passion. The studios have money to throw at things. You have passion to throw at things, you know? And that comes from everybody who works in your project. So you want to find a line producer who reads your script and goes, I want to be a part of making this movie made. I want to see this movie on the screen so badly. I am going to, like, I'm going to put my work in to get this budget and schedule made so we can raise the finance, and I totally believe we can do it. We can make an awesome movie. And that's who you get. That's so, who you get. I that mean, is brilliant. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. And, you know, Diane, you can also say, first money in, you'll get paid. And that, exactly. you know, because that's really the first one that needs to be paid. Uh, exactly. Basically. And also maybe the writer, you know, if you spend time writing your script, you deserve to be yeah. paid too. You know, because I just have right. this thing. And that's, you know, like you've probably invested your time as a writer or you found a writer who's invested their time. So there's already investment in this project. And you're asking that person to invest some of their time to get it off the ground. And as I say, if they are passionate about your project and believe like you do that it can succeed, why wouldn't they do that? You know, they'd be crazy exactly. to not do it for a small fee. You know, if, if they're worried about a small fee at this point, they're they're not the person for you. And you, what you're saying is true. The, the, I always say put some passion in your proposal because we read about 800 yeah. proposals a year for our film grants. Wow. And, and you've got to jump that passion has to jump off the page at me to show me yeah. that you're dedicated. Yeah. You're not going to drop out and go back to dental school or something. You're, you're going to make this film. So, but it's totally. passion and talent. That's what the independents have. The studios have the money, but the independents yeah. have passion and talent. And so you're yep. ahead to begin with. Okay, yeah. so now you say lock down a schedule and a budget. So you, you're talking and feeling almost as if you had the money already. So that's a good feeling, well, I, I mean, guess. It is. I think, like, one, you start making it real for yourself in a different way. Uh, it goes from being a sort of pipe dream to when you read a budget and schedule, it's like, oh, this is actually how we're going to make this movie. And it really starts getting even more real and more you get clearer about how you'll make it and what you need to make it happen. And I don't think at this point you're necessarily locking it down, you know, because that will continue, as you know, budgets and schedules continue to be finessed and worked on right into shooting. <laughs> you know, Even while yeah. you're shooting, you're still finessing both of them. They're not, they're not fixed. Um, 
but just getting like I think the important thing at this point is that you get a very clear understanding how you're going to make the movie and what you need to make it. You know, what is essential to make it well, and that's a budget and a schedule. And until you have those in your hands, you really don't know. You know, it's fine if you sit there with your, you know, your script and say, oh, we, we can make this for $200,000. But until you have your budget, how are you really making it for $200,000? You need to know that. And before you go to any financier, you need to be so clear on how every dollar that you're asking for will be spent. It's not abstract, you know, and it's not sort of pipe dreams. It's absolutely a strategic plan that you know how to execute this movie for that amount of money. Exactly. That's what we teach uh, here, too, is don't walk yeah. out to fund your film until that budget is totally defendable. Everything on that line budget yes. you know. You spoke to John yeah. at the recording studio. You know exactly what that's going to cost you because you can't uh, ask people who are entrepreneurs to give you money when you don't when they don't know what it's going for. And that's the next step I wanted to talk to you about because you say something which I believe, and that is that filmmakers are entrepreneurs. You say you're starting a new business. Tell me about that. Yes, absolutely. And I think for me, and like this was something, like as a as a human being, that was part of my journey. For years, I was like, I'm an artist. I don't want to be involved in business. <laughs> and I think a lot of filmmakers can be like that. You know, we just want to tell our stories. But the truth is that, like, when you are raising money for a project and you are making a film for profit you are entering into a business and you can't avoid that. And actually, the sooner you embrace it, the more empowered you will be as a filmmaker. Um, You know, that desire to sort of like, I don't want anything to do with money. The money is like, is all about the choices that you'll make for your film. And oh my goodness, it is absolute privilege to be part of those discussions and to know where the money is going, you know, so that you really get the chance to make the film you want. So yes, I think totally, like I, I advocate for an entrepreneurial system for filmmakers. I'm like, don't wait for someone else to, you know, give you permission to do it. Just get off your butt and make it happen, you know, and there's nothing to stop you. And you're, you know, and you're starting a business and embrace that, love that, you know, get over your blocks thinking, I'm not a business person, I'm an artist, you know, stuff that, right? You know, like you're both, you can do everything, you can do it, you know, I have, so you can too. Absolutely. No, this is very, very important. There were yeah. days when people could uh, people could get money, and uh, just because they were artists and they didn't have to know the money side, they didn't have to defend the budget. Yeah. And too many people never finished the films. They took the money and they made yeah. what they wanted, and they stopped. And the major corporation said, enough of this, we're not going to do that. And so some of the contracts that I see that come through from grants are incredible. You get this much, and you have to go this far, and then you get more when you do this. And so they're very careful about that. And you should realize that, you know, I guess one of the first things for filmmakers to think is, would you take money from your mother and father? Would you go to your family, and do you really believe you're going to make this film? You've got to step over that line and get rid of that fear that you're not going to make it to move forward, don't you think? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And it's just like building the confidence in yourself, you know, uh, learning about the business aspect and thinking, how do I monetize my work? You know, and this is a question that a lot of us want to avoid. 
I'll just make this fabulous art and people will come and love it. But, you know, how, who is going to love it? How are you going to reach them? You know, these are questions that you've got to ask yourself when you're working on your budget because it's that question of how much money do we need? Well, how much money can you make? <laughs> you know? Like no one goes into business without thinking how much can we sell it for and how much can we make? And if you don't think you can make it back, then you need to change your budget. You know, it's as simple as that. Right, right. Which well is tough, said. but it's real. <laughs> but it's real. That's right. Well, yeah. what about and if you want to, you know, because my, I always think like it's not just about making one film. You know, the aim is to create a situation in which you can keep making them, and you can keep making them regardless of whether you have a knock it out of the park success or not. You know, and traditionally people are sort of like hoping they'll make a film and it'll like go to a big festival and it'll sell for millions, and then they get to make an even bigger film. You know, and it's like oh, it's bigger, bigger, bigger. And I just sort of go like that's wonderful, but it doesn't happen for most filmmakers. You know, so you want to be realistic and you want to create a situation where even if it doesn't, like, you don't take it to a huge festival and sell it for millions, but, you know, you pay back your investors and you get to do it again. And each time you get to do it, you will get better at it. That's the nature of things. You will not become a brilliant filmmaker not making movies, <laughs> you know. The That's only right. way you'll become a great filmmaker is by making them. Uh, Diane, I think we lost you. Yes. Oh. Did you? Uh, can you hear me? Yes, now I can hear you. Well, um, okay, tell me ahead. about these people who overshoot, because I, I run into this sometimes where they have been shooting on a project maybe for three or four years, some even ten years, because it's oh, wow. a documentary. What? Oh, my gosh. And they have tons oh of footage, and now they have to edit. So it becomes really laborious to get it all finished. Oh my goodness. I cannot even imagine that. You know, because I'm a narrative filmmaker, like the idea of shooting for years, you know, my film shoots are 18 days and they, they, you know, it's just like, how much do you cram into that? Um, for people who are shooting. Yeah. I mean, I think like, it's certainly a narrative filmmakers is a myth that you always want to shoot tons of coverage. So that in editing, you have more options. You know, this is the general thought thing, like make sure you get plenty of coverage, you know, and, then you have plenty of options. And I think it's actually smarter on a small budget to figure out very clear strategies about what you need so that you shoot it really well. And you don't shoot tons of coverage. You shoot very purposefully and make sure the stuff you're getting is like top quality. And if you're shooting a scene in a narrative film and, uh, you know, like, yeah, sure, you could do six different angles, you know, seven different shots or something of it, right? But the, the quality is going to suffer possibly, you know, because you're moving the camera around so much and you're not lighting it that well because you have to run and gut your gun, move, move, move. You know, I go better away, you know, think of two great shots that cover the scene and then really, really let them, you know, set up them up beautifully and make them look great and have time to dig into your act with your actors in those, in those shots and don't try to, you know, get too much. Too much coverage in the editing room is definitely not a plus, you know. You want a certain amount, and always giving yourself one option to cut away is a good idea uh, so that you have something to cut away to and cut back so you can, you know, so you can edit the scene. But getting too much coverage is definitely, I think, something to avoid. Too many choices. Too many choices, not good. It's like those restaurants where you go in and they have, like, everything. You know, I'd rather see like, I'd rather see like five great dishes, you know, than a hundred sort of mediocre ones. Right. Uh, right. And I, I think that's it when you're shooting, you know, and it's just like plan, you know, don't just go out and shoot and gather everything you can, you know, really think about what you need to tell the story that you're trying to tell and shoot that and shoot it well. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. I think, 
I think that's applicable for documentary filmmakers. Because I'm not really sure because you know, I have never made a documentary. So obviously it's a different process. But if you've been well, shooting for 10 years, unless there's something yeah. really magical being added to your story, don't say stop already and, you know, edit what you've got. Edit <laughs> yeah. what you've got, right. Okay. Well, uh, you stay in step seven, shoot a concept trailer. Now, why do you yes. do this for a feature? I think this is absolutely the secret sauce for getting funding. And it's how I got funding for my first film. And bear in mind, when I did my first film, I had never made a short film or a music video or a commercial or anything. I had not directed anything. And so I had done all the different steps. I had my start day. I had my script. I had a great budget and schedule, you know. I had a business plan uh, well written up. Went to the first investor that I had in mind, and he looked at all the stuff, and he came back. He said, I love the script. I, you know, the budget and schedule looked really solid. He said, the only thing is, he goes, I don't know if you can make a movie. <laughs> you know? and, and I was kind of like, well, that's a fair point, actually, you know? He's like, yeah, I just don't know if it's going to look any good. And I thought, you're right, you don't. So I'm going to prove to you that it's going to look amazing. And that's kind of what these concept trailers are. It's like proof of concept. You know, it's going out and shooting stuff that makes, that's like a trailer for the movie. And when I went and shot one for that film, I went back to that investor, showed him the, this little concept trailer, and he immediately signed on. You know, he was like, oh, okay, I'm in, you know. And I just go, for a lot of people that you're going to be approaching for equity, they might not be used to reading film scripts. They might not be used to looking at film budgets and schedules, you know, it might not be that meaningful to them. But when they see a trailer for a movie that they want to watch, that's it. You know, everybody knows how to watch a trailer and say, I love it or I hate it, you know? And so that's the idea of the proof of concept or a concept trailer, you know, that you make a trailer that is really uh, advertising your movie and makes someone excited to see it. Can you hear me? Right. Yes, I can. You're competing with the, in, with uh, the major studios because in most people's mind are those 90-second trailers that knock you off your seat. So you must have yeah. made a really good proof-of-concept trailer to get that donation. You know, in the book, and I did it for my third film as well, and in the book I explained my little formula for making one of these um, concept trailers, making them really effective, and my strategy is basically like you shoot for one or two days and you shoot MOS, which means you don't shoot any sound. And that really frees you up. You can move super fast if you're not doing sound, you know, because you can just let the actors improvise. You're like, okay, just act like you're falling in love here. Or, you know, here you're having a big argument. Just like give it all, you know. And, and you can like just improvise and have fun with the scenes, but you're not recording any sound. And because of that, you can really move fast and and pile up a bunch of different images and feelings and moods and moments for the movie. And then when you go to edit it, you just choose some great music. And because you're not using it for commercial purposes, you can really use anything. And whack on a, a VO by one of your actors. And ta-da, you have something really powerful. Um, I've taught this method to a number of people in my workshops. And it just works. You know, I've seen people do it for horror films. I've seen people do it for comedies. I've seen it do, and they're all fabulous. And they really do have a power, you know, for helping you get the money. There's just no doubt about it. It makes, it's also probably feeds into the thing that it makes it real for people. You know, mm -hmm. it's no longer like, you know, is this movie like, what is this movie? And it seems so abstract. And is it really going to happen? You know, when someone sees that, it's like, oh, I see it. I get it. You know, 
There's also, I'll just add very briefly, a creative upside to doing a concept trailer. And I think it's like, it's like a sketchbook. You get to test out the look of your film. You get to test out your actors. You get to test out your creative collaborators. You get to start building a language with all those people and exploring, you know, the creative world of your film. And it will make your film better if you do it too. It's not just, you know, it's not just for finance. It will make your movie better if you do it. Wow. Good reasons. That's great. Okay, let's go to one of my favorite areas. Step eight is raise the money. So share some of your funding strategies. (laughs) (laughs) Raise the money. Uh, And for so many filmmakers, this is the scariest part. And I just just feel it's part of my mission on earth to just make this not scary for people and empower people and make them realize – it's, you know, the money is out there. It's not a difficult thing to raise the money for your film once you change your mindset and you have certain tools and you're ready for it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. What I teach is a self-starting entrepreneurial method. It's not the conventional way of raising money. So this is not about going to production companies. It's not about foreign sales. It's not about any of that. Um, and that's all fine and good. That's great, you know. But that is also where you will give your power away and you will be possibly waiting for years to make your movie. And what I teach is really just a way that you can do it now, starting today, raise money for your film. The first thing, obviously, is to have a great package in place. And after that, you're going to raise it through private equity and crowdfunding. And I do think crowdfunding is an important source of funding for these kinds of movies. The other part is private equity. So that is private investors, people who will invest money in your movie in return for a share of it so that when it makes a profit, they will share in the profit. Um, and I'm, you know, I have a very nuts and bolts approach to this that I, you know, I don't really see people like discussing, you know, cause immediately go, well, what's private equity? I don't know any billionaires, you know, <laughs> like where am I going to get some, you know, fancy investor from? And my thing is, okay, you're not thinking about, I don't know any billionaires, you know, I wish I did. And if you know any, please, you know, email me. I would love to meet them. Um, <laughs> you don't need to know billionaires in order to finance your film. The first thing that I recommend, you know, and I just recommend making lists of different people and organizations that you will then approach for money and you will get the money. The money is out there. And if you have a great script and if you've done your homework and you've got a great budget and schedule and you have a beautiful concept trailer and you've got a business plan and you've thought the whole thing out, you will get the money. There's nothing to stop you. You know, like if you don't think you will, uh, you won't, <laughs> you know, that's your mindset. You need to change that, right? The minute you go, oh, this is going to be easy. Why wouldn't people want to be involved in this? You know, I'm offering them the chance of a lifetime to make this film. It will never be made again. It was never made before. It will never be made again. This is a once in a life, you know, opportunity that I'm offering these people. And so you make a list then of different people. You make a list of wealthy people you know. These are not like crazy wealthy. They're just people who could invest $5,000 or $10,000 in your movie. And most of us know some people that could lose five to $10,000 in a movie and perhaps more. Um, you make a list of people that support you, whether they're rich or poor or anything in between. You just make that list. You make a list of people who have invested in the arts before that you know. So, And this doesn't need to be people who have invested in movies. They could just be people who show that they value art by paying for it, you know, by going to concerts regularly or buying pottery or, you know, going to the arts festivals. You know, you make a list of alumni that went to your college and who have made decent, you know, decent amounts of money and also write down the name of your alumni association. Okay, so you just you go through all these things. 
you also make a list of people or organizations that might have a special interest in your movie. And nearly every movie has some angle. You know, so if your film's about a, a, a woman with Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's associations, research them, you know? So you just mm-hmm. like, you just, you, you brainstorm and you just make these lists. And once you make those lists, the first thing you do is you look for anyone that shows up on more than one of them. And that's going to be the first person you go to. And I guarantee if they show up on like three of your lists, uh, they're a slam dunk. They're going to put money in your film, you know? And so the next thing, really, once you've made your list and you know who you can go to, and it is going to be these people and these organizations, you're going to get the money for your film from them. You know, once you get that, you're ready to go and reach out to them. You've got all your package together, and it just takes you to be really confident and in the right headspace and know that you are not desperate. You're not begging for money. You are offering someone this incredible opportunity to be involved in something magical, you know? And I think this is really just a key part for a lot of artists. You know, they get into this sort of scarcity mentality of, you know, oh, gosh, like I need that money. And you don't need that money. That money will come. There's so much money out there, you know. You could get it from is, so many yes. different sources. Absolutely. But there's only one film that you're get, that you you know that's going to be made like this, right? You know, like so if they say they don't want to be involved, that's okay. Next, you know, like you're going to find the right people to be involved in your movie. And one of the things that I really stress is that investors, people who invest in movies like this, it's not about return on investment. You know, if people are looking to make money from their investments, they're not going to be putting it into a movie. And I think it's really important for you, like, also to get clear about that. People invest in movies for many different reasons, you know. It might be because they just absolutely love your script, that it's about something they really care about and they really want to see a movie made about that. It might be because they just want to be involved in a movie. Like, they just love the, you know, they've always loved movies and they love the idea of being able to come to a festival and seeing a movie that they were a part of, you know. They might want to come to set. They might have somebody in their family that they want to, you know, they they say to you, could this person have a speaking role or could they be involved in some way? You know, there's like all these different reasons. And so it's, you know, it's not just about the money and making money. And I think, you know, it's super important when you're going to investors to be honest with them. Most indie films do not make money. You know, I really hate it when I see uh, business plans for indie films that are kind of like making it seem like, oh, you can invest $20,000 and make $10 million. you know? <laughs> Look at these examples. Blair Witch Project, you know? And it's like, that's not realistic. You know, one in a million movies does that kind of business. Yes, you're going to try to be, you know, you're going to be fiscally responsible. You're going to try to make a budget that makes sense. You're going to try, like, you've got ideas about how to make the money back. You know, you're not being irresponsible with the money at all. But on the other hand, I would never promise uh, potential film investors that they're going to make a lot of money. You want to be very clear that the chances are, the odds are, they're going to lose it, you know? And they should never invest more in your movie than they'd be happy to lose, you know? Which sounds kind of crazy. But as I say, people put the money in for very different reasons than just making money. They do, and how smart of you. That's some of the best tips on film funding I've heard. So well done. You, <laughs> and I, I want to commend you because you, in your book, you have a list of places for feature grants that is hard mm-hmm. to find. People are always asking me, besides from the Hearts Film Grant, where else can I get funding for our features? And I have been using your book to tell them where to go because oh, good. It's, oh, that's great. it's great. You did a lot of research. <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh, I'm so glad it's helpful. Well, you know, this is like this has been my life for years now. <laughs> you know, I've applied for most of those grants. So, you know, as a filmmaker, it's it's just information that I've had access to and I'm happy to share. I mean, that's the whole point. And it's great that you guys have a grant, which I did not know about. <laughs> Can you tell well, me about you, that? It, yeah, we have three grants a year. And uh, the last grant for this year closes September the 30th. So if you're sitting on a feature and you've got, uh, wow. got it developed to some stage, perhaps received some funding, then you should look for fromtheheartproductions.com and consider applying for our Roy Dean Film Grant. Or if you're a short, a web series, and a doc, we take all of those. Um, wow. So that's, this is very important that, that, uh, that people apply because everybody who applies gets a free consultation if you want to take advantage oh my goodness, of it. That's amazing. Yeah, and we review your materials, and then we tell you what you can do to improve it, and that helps. Wow. And so... Um, That's amazing. But I, Yes, it is amazing, and we really love doing it. Huh. And so this will be our third grant for this year, and then we start again next year. The first grant is April 30th. Wow. Okay, so... Fantastic. Uh, but tell me, why are you so passionate about crowdfunding? In the book I, I saw, you really think that's a, an important thing to do. I do. I mean, I just think it's an incredible thing um, for a number of reasons. I think it's essential right now in this day and age, partly it's not just the funding, it's also the crowd. It's an amazing way to build an audience for your film before you've even made it. And a very special audience because they're really invested in your movie. I mean, they're, they're literally investing in your movie before you even make it. So they're much more likely later on to tell their friends, to share about it, to help get the word out. And that's one of the hardest things to do with a film. So I think like starting to build a crowd for your film before you even make it is like, it's a no brainer. You know, it's crazy not to do it. Now, the other aspect, though, is the funding, and the funding is real. You know, for my last movie, and everybody knows about film funding, the first part of money is the hardest to get. Well, how about this? You crowdfund and raise the first part of the money yourself. And now when you go to investors, you're no longer saying we don't have anything. You're saying we have $30,000, you know, <laughs> and that's, like, that's significant, and it allows you to, you know, develop your film to pay people to get the ball rolling on it in a way that you couldn't otherwise. So, I mean, I just I think it's win, win, win in every direction. I just think crowdfunding is an amazing thing. I know when I started making films, crowdfunding was just beginning. And I, I thought, oh, I'll never crowdfund. You know, it seems like you have to beg your friends for money. And I couldn't do that. That would just be, like, embarrassing, you know. Um, and then sort of slowly over the years, it's just changed. You know, Spike Lee crowdfunds, right? <laughs> like every right, crowdfunds, right, right. you know. And then suddenly I was like, okay. And, you know, I, I saw something just point to you. I was like, you know, as an artist, like, if you want to create your work, like, you, you're, you have to take responsibility for it, you know, to a certain extent. You have to just, like, own it, you know? And, like, crowdfunding is owning it. It's going out there, and, yes, it's tough, and it is, like, it's sort of, like, it's very emotional to crowdfund. You know, you make yourself very vulnerable. You are standing out there saying, hey, please give money to this project, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But it's really, it's really, I think, a beautiful thing to do. It's very empowering. Like, when you feel the power of all these hundreds of people chipping in, whether they give you $10 or 100 or 200 you know, it's like, wow, these people want to see this movie, and it makes you so much stronger in your own pursuit. I think it's a great thing. And something that stunned me when I did it was how people would reach out to me and say, I'm so glad that you've given me the opportunity to be a part of this. 
you know? Absolutely. And I think that's something yeah, that's really important. You know, when you, when you give people and you, you're sort of thinking, I'm asking them for help. No, you're giving them the opportunity to be part of something really special, you know? And you realize it's, there's something very, very sacred in that exchange and very empowering. So I just, like, I just think it's an amazing thing to do on every level. You know, I would recommend it to everybody. But I won't, I won't Good. sugarcoat it. It's not easy. <laughs> you know? no, I'm all... not going to go like, it's free money and it's no effort. <laughs> no, it's work. Because it's I know not. it's work. It's work. But <laughs> what are some of the important things to do before you launch? Can you give us a few of those? You know, really, like a successful crowdfunding campaign, I think, is um, just like a successful shoot for a movie. And it's all in the planning and the pre-production. <laughs> you can't just launch a crowdfunding campaign, you know, and think people are just going to find it and they're going to give you money. It just doesn't work like that. And so the planning beforehand is really, you know, making sure you choose a time when you'll be able to devote a lot of time to it. Because the more time that you devote to it, the more money you will make. I made the huge mistake uh, with my crowdfunding campaign that I launched it um, at a time when my second film was just coming out. So I thought, oh, this is the perfect time. I'll be at Tribeca and then I'll be at this festival and that festival. You know, and I thought that would be wonderful because, you know, because I'd be able to like tell everyone in my interviews, you know, about my crowdfunding campaign. And okay, what happened was like when I was in Tribeca and I just had no time to devote to the campaign, it just right. it it flatlined. It crashed, you know? Like there was no money coming in. And I sort of realized you have strangers who come to your you know, come see your movie and who are told about your crowdfunding campaign or who read about IndieWire, they don't click on the link and, and, and give you money for your next film. The people who give you the money are people who are connected to you in some way, you know? And the people who are connected to you, it's through your email list, number one, email list is gold, you know, um, but also through your Facebook, through your Twitter, you know, and it's like you have to be absolutely relentless. So in your planning, you know, it's really figuring out, first of all, identifying some people uh, who will maybe put in higher contributions before you start and talking with them about it and uh, getting them to agree, you know, when they will put in their contributions. It's important that you get your campaign off to a, a good start. People like success. So if they see the campaign is going well within a week, you know, after the first week, they're more likely to contribute. You know, so you want to, like, line some people up, have the, you know, have it planned. You know, the more planning you do, the better. And I, I would just like to say, I did my crowdfunding with Seed and Spark, um, which is a fantastic platform. And the reason that I think they're so fantastic is that they really help you plan it. You can't just upload your campaign to them and they just, you know, and, and it goes live and you just do it. You, they have to sort of like say it's okay. And the, when they say it's okay is when they think you're being realistic, you've got all your ducks in a row and you can actually make it success of it, you know? So I highly recommend doing it with Seed and Spark. They're phenomenal. Oh, they are. I love them over there. We work with them uh, to oh, give, yeah. yeah, to give their donors a, a tax write-off because a lot of go. people who are fiscally sponsored by us use Seed and Spark, even though we we give everyone their own free uh, platform. But there's another thing too, and that is that we're finding more and more feature filmmakers are coming to From the Heart to get uh, a nonprofit status so that they can take money that usually the yeah. beginning money 
and and it's an immediate write off for their donors. So you have to I remember that. I am so that. fascinated by this because yeah, because I thought this was like I, I like for years I thought that like, you couldn't do this as a narrative filmmaker. Yeah, and I've you been can. hearing about this recently. This is amazing. Because, I mean, yes. really, like, if you can say to one of your investors that it's a write-off, that's just, like, that just blows the doors open, really. That's incredible. Yeah, or you can win a grant. One of our filmmakers won a grant for 100000 and uh, he then he had a $2 million script. But what he did was he, that he got it out of the U.S., so he went back to Mexico City uh, with his portfolio and his deck and started raising money and saying, I've already been granted 100000 and here's the bank yep. that's in the bank. And that helped him find donors. And he made yes. a $4 million movie for $2 million award-winning. Wow. So, but you see, it was that early money in that it's really the first money. helped. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the first money in that's often the hardest to get. You know? But once you have that, you're, you know, you're legitimized. Um, and yes. that's why, as I say, crowdfunding can be great. If you don't have any money in, you know, in your account yet, you know, like I go crowdfund, you know, commit <laughs> yourself to a month, do it, and raise some funds. Because then also when you go to investors, you know, when you say, hey, we've raised this, like that, that's impressive to them. You know, like you can say, of we course. already have this number of followers. We have the, we've raised this amount of money. It shows how serious you are in your intent and how, you know, how it's going to work because you already have people interested in seeing the movie. And you have a profile on your audience. You can say to them, I know my audience because they've already supported me. Right. Absolutely. But you're right, because it is pre-production. And this is what I tell filmmakers, don't get into this unless you want to really put some time in before you launch. So um, those are the essentials, getting everything put together in the beginning, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like have it all planned out, have your social media thing planned out, your strategies, you know, uh, I've already have reached out to people so that, you know, certain money will come in at certain time plan for like, there's always a dip, you know, in the middle of it. Uh, like usually the first week there'll be a lot of contributions then it'll go sort of flat. So plan, you know, maybe you can have one of the big Jupiter's have a matching contribution thing. Just plan, plan, plan so that you can keep it alive and exciting and fun for the whole time that it's running. You know? And right. that's how it will succeed. Exactly. Well, let's, let's switch over to directing. Could you tell me, how are you going to get the best out of your actors? What tips do you have on that? Um, I love working with actors. I have to say, it's one of my favorite things about directing and one of the things that I'm most proud of in my films actually is the performances of the actors because I think they're just all beautiful um the one thing that I'll say about like you know like a sort of rule is that every actor is different you know and you really have to find out what works for them for each one there's no sort of like I can't say there's a strategy for everybody because I think everybody you have to find what makes them tick and how they're going to respond to things and to me, like the important thing then is to make sure that you have rehearsal time before you come to set. Um, I absolutely insist on it. I would never go to, you know, shoot a film without having spent a decent amount of time with each actor before we shoot. And I think like it's not necessarily when I talk about rehearsal, it's not about necessarily going to, you know, running lines. It's not about that or blocking it because you do that on the day. It's not about that. It's really like I, you know, I make sure I have some one-on-one time with each actor, lead actor, 
And we go through the scripts and we go through every single line that they're going to say, and we just get on the same page about it. And they ask any question, I encourage them to ask anything, you know, and to if they don't understand it, and just so we are totally in agreement about the emotional arc of the character and where they are each moment of the movie, so that when we come to shoot the scene, we're starting from the same place, you know? The other aspect of rehearsing and spending time with the actors before you get to set is that you build trust with them. And I think that's, like, one of the most crucial things is that they trust you and they think you have their back. You know, they feel that they, they know that you're, you're going to be looking out for them and you're going to guide them to do their best work. Because when you think about what actors do, it's so vulnerable. I mean, I could yes. never do it, right? <laughs> you know, like, to get up in front of the camera and, you know, it's like, it's so intense. You know, and for them to do their best work, I feel like they have to feel completely safe. You know, and so when you get to yes. that, you know, I sort of say like you're almost like their parent. You know, <laughs> it sounds weird, but I just go, your job is to protect them and make them feel safe. You know, your job as a director is to be there for them 100% and protect them. You know, so if there's other shit going on, sorry, excuse my language, but if there's other stuff going on, you you protect them from it. If you know, if you're having a bad day and you and the producer are like at loggerheads. You protect them from it. You do not let them know. Like, you just make sure that they are in this bubble of sort of, like, safety and happiness, you know? And then, you know, I just go, like, when you're, like, your job really on set, your jo- your number one job as a director is to make sure the performances are good. I have this thing, like, I'm like, everybody else is there for different reasons, you know? And you have all these skilled people, like, your makeup person is sitting looking at the screen, making sure that the face isn't shiny, you know? You've got, like, the lighting person, you've got the camera person, and they're all, like, they've all got their jobs. And your job, you're the only person that's there to make sure your actor is delivering a truthful performance, you know? And I go, if you've got great people working with you, you don't need to worry about the other stuff. You know, your camera, exactly. you know, your DP has got the camera. You don't need to worry about it. Make sure the setup looks good. After that, all you worry about is do I believe them, <laughs> you know? And you make yes. sure that you do in every moment. And, I, you know, to that end, I go, stay close to them. Like, don't go away to Video Village a mile away so that after they've just done a really intense emotional scene, you know, you shout out cut and you're miles away from them. You should be right by the camera so that when you say cut, you're there, you know? And they look to you because an actor, oh, the first thing they do when they hear cut is they look to you, right? <laughs> like, did I do yes. okay? You know? And you've got to be there for them. And that's how you'll get great performances. If you're there and you can just whisper a quick adjustment and keep it going, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's how mm-hmm. you will get there, you know? But well you just said, make sure yes. you, you protect them and you're there for them. And you pay attention, you know, like when you're on set with the actor, once they're doing it, like nothing else exists, absolutely nothing other than them. And as I say, your job is to make sure they're being truthful. You know, sometimes like my joy as a director is if I'm like, just for a second, I'll go, wait, shit, wait, what are they doing? You know, because I think they're just like goofing off in front of the camera or something. And then I realize they're actually saying the line, but it's so natural. It's so real. It just doesn't feel like fabrication, you know, and that's the holy uh-huh. grail. As a director, you know those moments where you're like, where you actually just like they for a minute you think something real is happening, and then you realize that they're doing the lines, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is totally real. We've hit it, you know. Yes. Um, yes. And so you know your job is to be the BS detector. That's it. <laughs> you know, and you can tell like if it's fake, it's fake, and it, you have to dig deeper. You know, and that's when you will like give them a little adjustment. Sometimes if it's really like going south, like I'm just going like t- you know we've done three takes and they're all like way off mark, like we're not there, 
You know, one of the things I'll often do at that point is just tell them a lie and say, we totally got it. That was amazing. Now let's try something really different, you know. But I try uh-huh. to just keep them in a confident place. I try not to, like, ever say, like, oh, you know, like, I would never be like, oh, that's awful. You know, we're, like, we're way off mark. This is a disaster. You know, my thing is, like, make them confident. And I feel like when people, like, sometimes if you go, you've got it. That was great. Like, what you just did there was fantastic. Now let's try something really different, you know. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and you just guide them that way, but always with, like, empowering them and making them feel you know, making them feel like they're getting it and they're get you know, and they have nothing to be afraid of. So they can go bigger or smaller or wherever it is that you need to take it. Yes. You know? Yes. How marvelous. But That's I love such it. a key. I love actors. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm in awe of what they do and I just, I love them. You know, I love working. It's oh, that's best. that's why it should be. Yeah, the passion is there. I can tell from your voice. Yeah. Well, I understand that you do seminars. So tell us what they are and how people can find I, you and if you've got one coming up. I do. So, you know, the book that I have just written, Shoot from the Heart, is really based on the workshop that I've been teaching for four years now. And I've done this workshop just sort of like sporadically from uh, the rebelheartfilm.com. And we would just like set these up here and there uh, sort of quite sporadically. And right now I'm just in the, you know, there's not one scheduled at the moment. I think there will be one probably early next year, a live workshop. But in the meantime, what I'm really excited about is that I am recording and making my first online course of this material. I know that this material, and like I just love teaching it because I go, this is what I needed when I was starting out. You know, it's a mix of like totally practical tools and advice like you've heard some of it today. You know, it's very nuts and bolts things. It's not fancy. It's like wherever you are, whoever you are, you can do these things, you know, and this is how you will make a successful indie film and actually make one, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but also a lot of inspiration because I think that's important and confidence, you know, like encouragement and confidence. Um, So I am just setting up a new website. It is dianebell.com. So you can reach me there. And then also through my Facebook page, uh, Shoot from the Heart is the Facebook page. I think it's Shoot from the Heart 1 for some reason, Shoot from the Heart 1. And um, you can also reach me on Instagram. So there's many ways to sort of reach out to me. And through those channels, you would also get any information about upcoming live events. Okay, fabulous. But if you're interested, as I say, the online course, uh, we're aiming to have it out by the end of the year. So um, get, on the, okay. get on the get on the email list and um, and you know and the the online course is just gonna it's like the book except it dives even deeper you know so we really get into nitty gritty and with tons of real life examples of things. Oh my gosh, that sounds terrific! Because this really yeah. is a brilliant book you wrote. It's got. Everything, all the nuts and bolts are in there, your personal experience, your passion, and and it ensures confidence. I mean, you start from the very beginning. If they get through the chapter, the second <laughs> chapter, they're on their way because they have to get over that fear of, of uh, creating their vision. So, this, yes. and you say in the book, well, I want you to tell me in closing what you would like to say to filmmakers to encourage them to stop dreaming and start shooting. Absolutely. I just go, there is nothing to stop you. And you said it earlier, Carol, that right now this is an amazing time in history. 
technology has never been cheaper. You can make an amazing movie for a small amount of money. And so, you know, I just go like, if you ever feel blocked and if anyone's listening to this and you're like, you know, you want to make a film, but you're feeling blocked, you just have to think of me (laughs) because I did it, you know, and if I can do it, you can do it. You know, I raised money and I thought I'm not a money person. I can't raise money. You know, money makes me all squeamish. No, if I can do it, you can do it. I made that film. It got into Sundance. It won awards. I never went to film school. You know, I don't have any special connections. I don't have any connections to the film industry. Um, other ones that I subsequently created. So if I can do it, you can do it. And the important thing is, I go, oh, is he actually make films? If you want to make movies, make them. Don't wait. You know, don't wait for someone else to say that you have permission and they give you permission. You create your own permission. You can green light yourself and make a movie. And that's how you'll become a great filmmaker, making films. Well said. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to get to know you, Diane. I really Carol. appreciate you. You too. You too. Thank you. I just love I love chatting with you. It's just been fantastic. Thank you. Yes, the information is so valuable. Our filmmakers will love it. And Claire, thank you for the show. And uh, I will definitely be recommending you and your book. Uh, they can get it on Amazon and MWP.com, right? And on your website, yeah, do you correct. sell it? Correct. Uh, okay. No, I don't. I'm not selling it. I'm directing people to Amazon or to NWP. Exactly. That's what okay. I do. Way to go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's it, really been so much fun. It was Good. a pure Clear. pleasure to have you on the show, Diane. Thank you. And one more time, your website information, how people can contact you. So you can find me at dianebell.com and also on Facebook, Diane Bell number one, or on Instagram, Diane Bell. Great. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, All right. All right. Thank you so Keep much. Well, Have an awesome day. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And to our listeners, I want to tell you how grateful we are for the donations that you've given to support our podcast. Carol and I sincerely want to thank you and also let you know that you're donating at fromtheheartproductions.com. While you are there, also send us an email and let us know what type of content you would like to hear on the show. What ideas would you like to share? Who would you like to hear interviewed and topics that you would like to cover? Just let us know and we will be sure to get back with you. And also, if you have any comments at all, we're just always happy to hear any of your feedback. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. 
I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone. <laughs>